0: He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, and a little bit of Buccaneers talk too. Keeping up with the rookies, And second year guys around the NFL, how they are playing, how they're being used, and much more. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan, and welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. What a great day to be a Buccaneers fan. What a great day to be alive. We got a nice uh, preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's right, Eagles fans. I said preseason game. You guys all suck. Please visit us at, uh, and follow us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa. Let's talk about the great deals that we have going on in January. We have some leftover inventory that would be fantastic. We're buying your car at top dollar. We are shaving down payments. Let's refinance your car. Let's get you into a car with a lower interest rate right now before the inflation drives the interest rates up. I mean, we have a lot of stuff going on. We have the construction project going on. It's daunting, let me just tell you, but we are building something that uh, everybody in Tampa is going to be proud of, so I'm super, super excited about it. Again, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also, email me at, at com. I'm always excited to get your emails. i be happy to share them with you um, over the air. So, Eagles fans, awesome job showing up at Tampa Stadium. The, the four of you, I knew exactly where you guys were sitting, so... And I knew exactly when you left the uh, stadium. So congratulations on your losing effort and uh, being the armpit of the United States. By the way, I have hated Philadelphia ever since they treated Joe Jarevicius terribly in the, um, the last game at the Met. Uh, which, by the way, the Bucks won and shut it down. That awful place should be set on fire. But it got knocked down. So it's So fair enough. So... Um, Anyway, I'm not going to get into a long thing about the Eagles fans, but we can go over the game. Tampa Bay won the game, uh, 31 uh, to 15. It wasn't much of a game. We were up for three quarters. It was 31 to nothing. We gave up our shutout late in the game. So, basically, Jalen Hurts. I've talked about him all year. He was a second-round pick out of Oklahoma. Philly, Uh, 23 of 43, 258, one TD and two interceptions. He ran eight times for 39 yards. This daunted rushing um, offense you know, that had been leading the NFL for the last six weeks in the, the season, I think they, they went 4-2 and two in their last six games, basically got shut down. There really wasn't much that Jalen Hurts could do. I think that people finally realized that he cannot throw the ball downfield with accuracy. He doesn't read um, his second and third reads very well, as you noticed. Um, he forced the ball to his first read, and several times during the game, I saw wide-open players. You know, that's a whole other story that we need to talk to Todd Bowles about. But a different QB uh, would have made this game uh, much more competitive. He missed some players. Devontae Smith, their first-round draft pick of Alabama, four catches, 60 yards. He's a difference maker. I think he showed that in the second half when they actually started throwing him the ball. I'm just glad they decided not to do it in the first half. That guy's a player. He's going to be terrific. And um, we'll see if he makes the best-in-class all-rookie team, which I will be revealing very, very soon, as well as the Senior Bowl preview, which we're very excited about. Kenneth Gainwell, who was the fifth-round draft pick of the Eagles out of Memphis, he was linked to the Bucks because he's a catching uh, back. Actually had four rushes for 60 yards, five catches, 49 yards, and a TD in this game. You can see that he has some juice, and you can see that he changes the, the game in open space. So I, I don't think he's a – I mean, for a fifth-round draft pick, I think he's a steal. And I think he's going to be playing, um, him and Devontae Smith were great additions. Quez Watkins and um, Jalen um, Rager are just not good. They really didn't put pressure on our defensive backs. They really didn't run very good routes. Jalen Rager obviously being their first-round draft pick uh, two years ago. I'm looking at this. They really need to upgrade the rest of their receiving um, crew. But really, there wasn't much for them to do. But the the combination of Hertz, Smith, Gainwell, Watkins, and Rager wasn't enough to – to even scare the Bucks defense at all. Brady did his normal thing, 29-37, 271, two, D, two TDs. Obviously, he's the man. When it comes to the playoffs, he's the man. He should be the MVP of the league. I, I went over that with you guys last week. Keyshawn Vaughn, our uh, third-round pick out of Vandy, 17 carries, 53 yards, a TD, two catches for nine yards. I think he showed toughness. Um, he really started the game off well with a 20-yard run to start the game. That was a... Uh, I thought he runs. He ran tough. I thought he kept the ball secure. He picked up his um, his blocks, which was nice. He's a, he's a really good back at like at letting himself out after the block. Like if he could just chip and let himself out, he's got to improve his hands for sure. But um, he really does leak out of there, on, and and it's really hard to find him in that mess. So I, I really think that he could become a, a bigger weapon down the line. Uh, let's talk about Ryan Jensen and, and Tristan Worf's injuries. Basically, Ryan Jensen went out, and it looked like a terrible injury. Um, I, I know I was nervous when I saw him go to the sideline, but that guy's tough as nails. Came back in the game, played center the rest of the game. Tristan Wirfs, is, on the other hand, had a high ankle sprain, and he was really struggling on the sideline. And for some reason, he was let back in the game to, to I don't know, injure his ankle more. I, I'm not, I understand the coaching staff dilemma when you have these guys saying, I want to go back in the game. I've got to go back in the game. This is what I worked my whole life for. So, but, you know, as a, as a leader, you have to say, and, you know, unfortunately, I have to do the same thing with, you know, with with the Curry organization. We have a lot of employees. We basically, sometimes the answer is no, and you've got to be the bad guy. And uh, I definitely would have been the bad guy in this situation. He's too important. I hope he didn't re-injure his ankle or make it more severe. We really need him. If you look at, uh, and we'll talk about the Rams um, later in the show, but uh, their pass rush is for real, and we need to figure this out. So I talked to to Kemper today, and we were discussing it, and I – I really think if Tristan Wirfs does not play, okay, I think Ryan Jensen plays. Uh, I think Ryan Jensen would play with one leg, and he would still win. I think Tristan Wirfs' high ankle sprain could require a lot of time. He's just such a big guy, and he's putting weight down. As you saw him, he tried to block, and he just rolled right on his back. He's probably, he could That injury could lead to additional injuries, which we don't want. I think that they might move Kappa to the right tackle position and put Aaron Steny in Kappa's position, I think that gives us a little bit more athleticism because, as you know, Kappa played tackle in college. You know, he's 6 6'5". He's, he has definitely the height and weight of a tackle. I definitely think that's one solution. I don't think Wells is the solution at right tackle going into this game. And I sure would not be happy if Jensen doesn't start this game as the center. The center is so important. I mean, obviously, we're going to say left tackle, right tackle, every position is important. But listen to me. The cadence, the, the, the hiking of the ball... The, the being comfortable with Tom Brady, Tom Brady being comfortable with you, the amount of reps that he's had in two seasons with Ryan Jensen, that stuff is super important. You can't just put Ali Marpet at center and think that everything's going to be fine. I, I just don't think that that's the way it works, and I'm, I definitely need Ryan Jensen to play this game. Also, in this game, we really didn't put any pressure on Jalen Hurts. We, we dropped a lot of zone coverage to confuse him, and it worked. But uh, we had two sacks in the game, one by a defensive back and and one by a backup defensive tackle in McClendon that we got from the Jets. And I was thinking, you know, JPP in this game played a lot of snaps. He had no tackles and no pressures in the game. That's tough, uh, as as much as I love Pierre Paul. But to be on the field and not have a tackle, that's not good. He's struggling to get off blocks, but maybe just having him out there is a good enough decoy to where they at least bring extra pressure to that side. I'm not sure. Uh, Shaq Barrett returned. You know, and you can see that he did not look like himself. Although he played, he played decent. He just—I'm hoping that that was the—that was the game that they got back in, and then this Rams game were going to be, you know, uh, better. Uh, but that defense for three, three quarters was unbeatable. I really have to say that our safeties are really playing well between Whitehead and Antonio Winfield. What a combination! And, and I'm not going to rule out Mike Edwards. I talked about Mike Edwards, saying how disappointed I was when he was drafted because I. I just didn't see the talent in him his rookie year. And the way that he has come on, the way that he's continued to work, and the fact that he had double-digit tackles in this game, that you, you didn't even know that, but the guy had double-digit tackles and an interception, you know, playing the third, you know, safety, you know, sometimes the money-backer role where he, he drops back almost like a linebacker comes up and he's almost a, a fourth corner. They really He really has a lot of flexibility in the way they're moving him around the defense. So uh, I don't know if I, if you look at him and you look at Sean Murphy Bunting – at this point, who do, would you rather have on the field at this point, the way they're playing? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'd rather put Sean Murphy Bunting back at corner, you know, instead of Jamal Dean and put, and, and put Edwards in that slot. I'm not sure. But, I um, mean, he can play it. I'm very proud of the guys. I'm very proud of every, all the Buccaneers. I'm proud of everybody at the Lighthouse and Jason Light for putting this team together. I have a, a lot of faith in this team and what they're going to do against the Rams and we're going to talk about that. We, do not, we just don't match up well uh, against the Rams. But, I mean, this is how it is. Last year, guys, at the same time, we had to go to New Orleans. And everybody, nobody gave us a chance against New Orleans. Vegas says we're a three-point favorite in this game against the Rams at home. Think about that. Vegas is very rarely wrong. So there's a lot of Vegas guys that think that, that the Bucks have a chance of pulling this game out. Hence the bad, that we're favored at this point. But I'm going to tell you, this is like last year. We went to New Orleans, we beat New Orleans. We went to Green Bay, we beat Green Bay. There's no easy games. The only thing we had going for us last year is we were an injury-free team, and and other teams dealt with injuries, and, and including the Packers, when we played the Packers, they had some key guys out. We were healthy all year. We're just not this year. I mean, it's like it's like one of those nice nights on, a, on the beach in Tampa where it's just so beautiful, and the mosquitoes won't leave you alone. It, I feel like every time that we get... To the right spot, we have another injury. And at the end of this game, I'm, I'm talking to, uh, texting with several guys in the, that I text with, and one of them is, is um, Dr. Wink, um, who you can know is a, uh, a, a wonderful doctor, and he's a friend of Joe Buck's fan. And I was uh, uh, texting him, and he was just like saying, can we please get everybody out of the game? You know, like, can we please, no more, n- nobody slides, nobody runs fast, no one, please just don't get hurt. And I, I totally understand that. And where that comes from, but uh, I am so happy for this team. I'm so happy for the win. Um, In 1979, I was at the uh, playoff game uh, against the Eagles with my dad. You know, we won that game. That was our first playoff win. And then the second game after we beat the Eagles, we played the Rams at home, and we lost by two field goals. And it was a very rainy day. And Doug Williams got hurt. He was my favorite player growing up. Was Leroy Selman and Doug Williams. I love those guys. It was always very sad to see Doug Williams leave when he left. I actually, uh, you know, I was a little boy, so I cried. Probably the last time I cried was, was, I mean, I know that's a shocker, but uh, but Doug Williams meant a lot to me. But anyway, he was a great, great player. It's a sequence, though, where this is the chance that we get. I, I would like to have this Rams victory, and I'll tell you why. Not just for the 1979 team, and not just for the The team that played Kurt Warner in in that Tony Dungy game, we lost that terrible game, and I feel like we won that game, and I I feel like we got robbed in that game, and it was a tough game to watch. But the Rams have broken my heart twice with the Kurt Warner and the 1979. I would love to go into this game and and just beat the crap out of them. I, I just would like to see us come out and set the tone early and say we're the Buccaneers. We are physical. I don't care what our injuries are. You're no match for us and I'd like to see that happen, and I would like this revenge game, and I'd like us to beat the Rams, I'd li- and I'd like the 49ers to upset the Packers, and I'd like the 49ers to come here, and I'd like to play the 49ers and a chance to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. All right, let's get on to the next game. Go Box. I love you guys. Uh, stay safe during this week. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, our prayers are with you that, um, that your ankle here is Ryan, and, and our prayers are with Ryan Jensen and, and the whole team keeping them safe because they represent so much heart and soul of this city. My wife always asks me, why do I care so much about sports? It's just a game. And I understand completely how some people see it as just a game. It's just, like they look at it, it's a football, you know, you got a bunch of grown men and and pads running around. It means so much more. It's the bonding time that I've had with my father. And I know that everybody has these memories. It's the times that you just never forget these incredible moments In sports history that define you as a a person like I can remember when the catch happened you know I can remember you know the first game that we won as as a Buccaneers team I remember all of our head coaches when they were hired it's like part of my life and then it, it becomes part of your city when you see the Buccaneers go out they don't just represent themselves and their families they represent us as Tampa Bay and I will tell you that for so long we were the laughing stock of, of every, every sportscaster. I mean, I remember Johnny Carson used to make fun of us. I mean, for those of you who don't know Johnny Carson, he was the late night show host before uh, Jay Leno and before, Grace, who's the new one, Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, Yeah. so Johnny Carson was, a, was an absolute legend, but even he made fun of us, so that was tough. And then we get to the point where, where St. Dungy turns this um, franchise around and then we went through Gruden and won the Super Bowl, and then we've had a, a really rough run again. And then we got Bruce Arians, and then all of a sudden we got Tom Brady, and we we win 23 of 27 games. And I, you know, think about it. We've won 14 games this season. We we literally won. What did we won? 11 games um, plus four. We won um, 15 games last season. So if you look at it, I mean, we're on such a high. I just don't want it to end. I, I want to make my own hype video for the Buccaneers just so they understand how much it means to me and how much it means to a lot of people how this city is represented. People are taking us seriously as a football franchise, and it's, just, it's not just a Super Bowl, but we are respected in every single part. I'm, I watch NFL Network. I watch ESPN. Uh, I follow every podcast that is that that imaginable. I listen to all of them, and we are so well regarded. It's just such a good feeling, and I'm just not ready to let it go. So if you guys are listening, and I know you are, I know Jason Light listens to this podcast. Please give everything you got to win this game. I want to beat the Rams, not just for us, but for every single Bucks fan that has been around since 1976. It's time that we get our revenge against the Rams. It's time that we get over the Bert Emanuel catch, and we get over it was a catch, and we get over the Kurt Warner grocery store story because I can't listen to it ever again. And, and we don't have a field goal kicker miss two field goals in a rainy day and have our star quarterback get hurt. I'm done with these guys. Put them away. Put them down. And then next year, we're going to talk about this against the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to be so in on us just kicking the crap out of the New Orleans Saints next year. By the way, there's some Sean Payton retirement rumors out there. Um, he's not retiring. He's hiding from me. That's all he's doing. So, San Fran, so let's talk about uh, something that we need to happen because we're going to beat the Rams. San Fran beat the Cowboys 23 17, and San Fran obviously travels to Green Bay next week to take on the pretender that is Aaron Rodgers. So, we'll see how that goes. But let's talk about this game. Elijah Mitchell, the six round draft pick out of Louisiana, 27 carries, 96 yards, and a TD, had an amazing game. I love this kid. Absolutely love him. He's a six round pick, guys. You know, out of of Louisiana Lafayette, and he's just tearing it up. CeeDee Lamb, the first-round draft pick out of Oklahoma of the Dallas Cowboys last year, had, you know, one catch in the game and had a bunch of bonehead uh, plays. Man, was he not playoff ready. Mika Parsons had 10 tackles. He's the first-round draft pick out of Penn State, defensive player of the year in my opinion. Uh, One tackles for loss. Uh, Nick Boza and Jordan Willis got hurt in this game. I need those guys to get healthy. I need, I need Nick Bozo. I think he had a head injury, and Jordan Willis had a high ankle sprain. Those guys are super important for next week's game against the Packers. Uh, if you watch this game, it's, it comes down to, to very simple things, uh, coaching. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had his team ready to play, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys coach did not, McCarthy. They set a record for the most penalties in a playoff game for the Dallas Cowboys. They had drops. They were late getting plays in from Kellen Moore. I don't know what was going on there, but I don't know if that was a Dak Prescott issue. But the, the whole team just looked, you know, out of sorts. And that's just not the time to, for that to happen in the playoff game. But congratulations to the 49ers. And you guys, um, I'm going to be rooting for you guys so hard against the Packers. You have no idea. Um, on to the next game, KC and Pittsburgh. Uh, KC beat Pittsburgh 42-21. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had his normal playoff day. Uh, With five TDs, you know, obviously he has that playoff gene that, you know, only a few quarterbacks have, like Brady, like um, Joe Montana. There's just some guys in the playoffs that are are just all world, and he's one of them. I don't like their defense this year, but they've really improved their offensive line. Uh, You know, Creed Humphrey, their second-round pick out of Oklahoma – has just solidified the center position. And Trey Smith, their sixth round pick out of Tennessee, what a difference he's made at guard for them. I mean, they basically changed their whole offensive line with two players. And what a difference their, their line is these last six games. So congratulations to the drafting of, of Reed and his team. Nick Bolton, the linebacker, which is our second-round pick out of Missouri, um, just had a, an amazing game. Again, I'm, I'm super happy with Nick Bolton. I know he had a lot of critics in the middle of the season, but he really put it together. He had double-digit tackles again, so congratulations to him. Najee Harris, first-round draft pick at Alabama from Pittsburgh, had 12 carries, 29 yards. He was a non-factor. Uh, it didn't look like he had any juice to – I mean, you should be able to run on, the, on Kansas City guys. I, I don't know what happened, but it just seemed like Pittsburgh had no answers on defense and no answers on offense. And then Big Ben's arm, he, it just looks bad. So in a game where I really thought Pittsburgh would show up, T.J. Watt and the rest of them, I really thought that they would show up defensively. They did not. Offensively, I thought they could at least move the ball, and again, they did not. So it was a disappointing game um, if you wanted KC knocked out, uh, and it was a disappointing game if you're a Pittsburgh fan and you watched Big Ben's last game. We move on. The Rams played the Cardinals. The Rams 34, the Cardinals 11. Kyle Murray First-round draft pick overall uh, out of Oklahoma, 19-34, 137 yards and two NITs. He looked like he didn't belong in the game. I've never seen him play that poorly. Bonehead decisions, bad interceptions in the end zone, was getting sacked on on straightaway rushes instead of spreading himself out. The guy guy rolls out on every play. Apparently in this game he forgot. He just dropped back into a three- or four-drop step, and then he just got sacked. I don't know what he was doing. He looked confused the entire game. Rondell Moore. Their second-round pick out of Purdue had five catches for 32 yards. He had what I consider one of the weirdest and awesome plays I've ever seen. Rondell Moore had a ball go through his hands, get intercepted, and then ripped the ball back out of the defensive back's hands and then caught it for a first down. Um, if you haven't seen that play, watch that play on YouTube. It's an amazing play. It's, it's crazy when you watch it. It's, uh, it's one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. The Cardinals had literally had no defense in this game at all. I, I don't know – what defensive alignment they were playing, but whatever it is, they should burn it, throw it out, bury it in the ground. That was one to fire every defensive coach. I don't know. That was the worst defense ever. Every single time that the Rams ran the ball, there was a hole that was large enough for me to run through, and I mean to gain lots of yards, okay? I don't, I don't know what they were doing. Uh, Cam Akers, uh, the second-round pick out of Florida State, 17 carries, 55 yards, had a catch for 40 yards, He had the same injury as O.J. Howard had last year. And, man, did he come back in 145 days, and did he look strong last night? I know O.J. Howard, you know, basically they're saying we need to write off this year because he had an Achilles injury. Well, I'm looking at a guy, Cam Akers, had the same injury, and he's running all over the field last night at full speed. So I have a tough time believing that O.J. Howard's not at full speed. And if he's not, was it a bot surgery? Or is he not training hard enough to come back? I'm not sure. Or is it just, it's just so different in everybody's body that just, he's just one of those guys that heals faster? I'm not sure. I'm not saying this because I wish O.J. Howard any harm whatsoever. I wish uh, O.J. Howard was, would come up big in this Rams game. I don't care if he catches, you know, 10, 10 catches for, for 200 yards and five touchdowns. I wish him the very best. I just need him to play. I just need to you know he had very few snaps again against the Eagles. I don't understand it. I need him to get in the game and get some snaps. The Rams' defense between Ramsey, Donald, and Von Miller is, is a pretty great defense. They have a shutdown corner, a shutdown tackle, and a shutdown linebacker. So that defense is no joke, and that's what I was talking about with Tampa this week is we've, we've got to be prepared for this. I really think we're going to go to a quick step offense. We're going to get the ball out. Brady's already the fastest in the NFL with the ball out. I think he's 2.3 seconds, I believe is what um, PFF said. He's the fastest quarterback I'm thinking we're going to have to be a step faster than that. I think we're going to have to go to a quick passing game the whole game. I know that we're going to try to come out and establish the run. I just think that's a mistake with this game. I think you're not going to be able to run the ball very well. Uh, from what I've seen, unless, unless Fournette is back to 100% and he has no, no other injuries, I think Fournette could do it. I don't think we have another running back that can, that can establish the run against the Rams. I think we're going to have to do a lot of quick passing. Brady's the best in the game. I think we can figure it out. Um, OBJ and Cup on offense, that's a pretty great combination. The way o, um, OBJ is playing right now, I mean, he's playing extremely well. And, um, and that, with, the, with probably the NFL MVP, should be, is Cup, who had one of the most amazing seasons. The reason why I would never vote for receivers because they don't see the ball enough. You know, somebody like Brady, you know, sees every snap. Somebody like Cup, you know, only has so many opportunities to touch the ball, and that's why I would never view him as an MVP. But... Congratulations to those guys, uh, and you're coming to Tampa, and you're about to face the Super Bowl champions, so I hope you guys are ready. I hope you come in overconfident, and, um, and the Bucs are going to show you how it's done. I know we're a little older team, but that older team comes with a lot of experience. All right, Cincy in the Vegas. Uh, Cincy 26, Vegas 19. Cincy plays the Titans this week. Joe Burrow, first-round draft pick at LSU, 24-34, 244 yards and two TDs. Had just a great game. Super accurate. Jamar Chase, first-round draft pick at LSU, nine catches, 116 yards. He ran the ball three times for 23 yards. That combination is just deadly. The Raiders' cornerback, uh, uh, quarterback Nate Hobbs, he's a rookie out of Illinois. Fifth-round draft pick at eight tackles and one pass defense. That guy's been solid all year. Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle out of Alabama, first-round draft pick who was playing guard, moved from tackle. He couldn't make it. They moved him to guard, and he really struggled in the game again. Had more penalties, gave up more pressures. I don't know what that deal is with that guy. I don't know if he's going to make it. It probably got Mayock fired. If it didn't, um, I mean, you're talking about Rashawn Slater was available. who has been a solid left tackle all year. was drafted after Alex Leatherwood. So, I mean, he was drafted really high at 17. Uh, A lot of people had him out of the first round and the second round, uh, and Mayock drafted him. Several bucks in this game. Peyton Barber, obviously, he was a free agent signing out of Auburn in 2016. He had the uh, special teams play that was one of the worst plays I've ever seen in the playoffs where he decided to grab the ball as it was going out of bounds, and they would have given the ball in the 40-yard line. Instead, they had the ball in, like, the three. Uh, and Then he never saw the field again. Peyton Barber sighting in the playoffs. Deshaun Jackson sighting. He dropped a TD pass, and he was late getting into a huddle, which called a penalty. So congratulations to them signing Deshaun Jackson. Cancer in the locker room. Cancer on the field. Chase and Scotty Miller. The reason why I wrote these notes was I really liked how Cincinnati is – using Jamar Chase uh, as a running back. And I noticed that um, Byron Lefwich is starting to use Scotty Miller out of the backfield. He had that uh, long run against Carolina. He had another um, terrific first down run. This, I, I really like this a lot. Scotty Miller would be terrific in the backfield, I mean, like a, a Ty Montgomery kind of deal, where if he's not going to be on the field and you're worried about him going over the middle, I don't, I don't have a problem with him seeing the people in front of him. He's got the speed to get out to the outside. I mean, imagine him on third down coming out of the backfield. You're going you're gonna to be able to throw. He can just chip block, and, and then Brady gets him the ball in space. I mean, that's a dangerous guy in space. Uh, there was a Vernon uh, Hargrave sighting in this game, Cincinnati uh, cornerback, drafted by the Bucks in the first round in 2020-16. Uh, Had a pass interference call. So between all the, the former Buccaneers, uh, they were all terrible in the playoffs. So it's kind of funny. Um, I had to say that. But congratulations to Cincinnati. They play the Titans. Tennessee's defense is terrific. Cincinnati's offense is terrific. So that's a great matchup. Talk about a great matchup. The Bills are gonna play Kansas City next week. That's gonna be amazing. The Bills beat the Pats forty-seven to seventeen. Mac Jones, the first round draft pick at Alabama, twenty-four of thirty-eight, two hundred and thirty-two yards, two TDs and two INTs. He played okay for his first playoff game. Um, the weather was not good. The first INT that he threw was just an amazing play by the defensive back and a terrible play by his receiver. Damian Harris, second-round draft pick at Alabama, nine carries for 30 yards. Ramondre Stevenson, fourth-round draft pick of Oklahoma, had eight carries for 27 yards. Really, New England could not get their running game going in this temperature. It was minus three degrees. I don't understand why they, they couldn't get the run started. It was like the Bills are not good against the run for some reason, and New England is. They have a two-back system that, and the, both of these backs can play. For some reason, they just couldn't get it going against the Bills. Uh, Christian Barmore, he was a first-round draft pick of the Pats, defensive tackle out of Alabama, had two tackles. He looked like he, he looks the part, but I, I I feel like he's taking plays off, which is the same reason he dropped in the first round. If you watch this game, I saw him taking several plays off uh, where he just wasn't going to chase Josh Allen. Josh Allen, you know, showed up. He threw five TDs, ran the ball all down the field. Uh, Greg Rousseau, their first-round draft pick in Miami of of the of the Bills, had two tackles. He had a really solid season. He got pressure on the quarterback. So congratulations to Greg Rousseau. But the Bills, it was just too much, too much uh, Josh Allen in this game. But uh, New England had a great draft class. I think New England's going to be a lot better even next year. I think making the playoffs this year was a surprise for them, but they did it. So. Congratulations to, um, to the Pats. As for the Bills, you guys play Patrick Mahomes next week, and I'm trying to think, who do we like more? Do we like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? Man, that's a tough, that's a tough deal there. So that, that sums up all the games that we were going over. It was a short week um, this week, obviously, with everything going on. And then the only thing that I'm focused on this week is the Bucks and the Rams and having a healthy team going in there. I just don't want to lose the game because of injuries. I don't mind losing the game if we just lose the game man on oh man I just don't want to lose it because we have man on second team. Um, and that, that would be very disappointing. And I hope the distractions of having our, our players, uh, our coaches, continuing to be interviewed between Todd Bowles and and Byron Leftwich, they can all say that it's not a big deal uh, to be interviewed during playoff week. It is a big deal. You're, you're taking time off from work. You're taking your attention off of the Buccaneers, and you're thinking about what if I was the Jaguars coach or what if I was the Chicago Bears coach. I don't care what they say. I'm a human being just like them. I know that there's no way to departmentalize it. It's going to affect you, which is why I wish the rules were very simple for the NFL. They should not allow any interviews until after, this, after the Super Bowl. But, again, we're not going to change that um, today. But for all the Buck fans, we're in a good shot, right? We won 14 games on the season. We just rolled our first playoff opponent. We get to play another opponent at home. Nothing but good things and butterflies. Let's all pray for the health of our team. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that stadium go nuts uh, this Sunday at 3. Very excited about it. Grace, what should I have? Anything else to mention besides the fact that they need to go to BillCurryFord.com? They need to look at our specials. They can order a car from me right online, a new Lightning, a, a new Mach-E, a Bronco, Maverick. whatever they like, the Maverick. That's right they can just email me. I can do, Like I said, I can do it right over the email for you. Um, you don't even have to come into the store, although I'd prefer you to come in the store so we can talk football. Again, send me your emails at bestinclass@billcurry.com. Uh, this goes out to all the South Koreans who are listening. You guys are my boys. I appreciate all of the attention that you've given my podcast and the fact that right now I'm number one downloaded podcast for sports in South Korea, which is fantastic. Thank you so much. Again, our numbers are growing in South Florida. I'm very privileged and grateful for all the attention uh, and viewers who are listening. Uh, thank you for Joe Bucks fan for the, the having this opportunity for people to hear my podcast and then putting it out there for me. Thank you to Bill Curry Ford and the Curry family for all that you do for your Curry employees and for the community with 41 active charities on Curry Cares. Please uh, email grace at Thomas at billcurryford.com. If you need uh, any, any type of charities, Um, that you would like to talk about or anything goodwill, we're very interested in hearing. And again, right now, your car is never worth more than it is right now. Please come on in. I will buy the car. Everybody knows there's a shortage going on. And I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. And I really hope you have a, a great drive home. Thank you, guys.